Hello, everybody, and welcome to KQ to KQ, 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 the QEST Q on this side of Q. Wow, I take it back. Never mind. That's a whole lot of Q. <laughs> oh my God. I take it back. No, no, no. We're, we're going to uh, leave it in anyway. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know us by now, my name is Becca. Uh, my name is and Ben. I'm Q. That is that the voice of Q you are hearing <laughs> is Shay. True. <laughs> I'm a true Q. Uh, we're here to talk about the latest and greatest in theme park news and dive into a topic of our choice. And we're a bunch of silly people today, mostly because Ben and I both caught a cold somehow. <laughs> almost the exact same cold i wonder how nothing we did in common mm -hmm. um, this doesn't make sense and, and uh as you can hear we joked a couple weeks ago that shay and i were like the radio show like the morning radio show but i think this is the episode in which we are low and slow and ready to go <laughs> so before we get into the bulk of this episode we have to talk about the most important thing which Ben, other than being sick, how was your week? So my week was pretty good uh, right when I hit the weekend because okay. I was starting to feel better. So I decided to actually do some things outside. So I did a, a meetup with a couple of my friends from college. We had a little, nice. little reunion, my acapella group. You know, we had a giant wiffle ball game outside. That was super fun. Uh, obviously I made sure to keep my distance because I'm a little still a little sniffly where I wasn't at the time I was just didn't have a voice um, but after that I played paintball on Sunday for the first time in years and that was awesome cool. yeah do you play paintball often then nope first time yeah. in years uh, I used to all the time so I went to this course near where i live and they have giant games every like couple of months where they connect all of their fields mm. and you have oh, to do wow. like uh yeah so they call them scenario games so it was d-day themed so we had to you know start with the beach landing and work our oh, way geez. inwards and it was really intense and super fun we played for like four hours um but yeah so it was pretty dope anyway that's my sounds week. fun yeah Shay, how was your week? Hello, Shay. Yeah, I'm here. I just <laughs> just disappeared, but it's like I'm here, but you can't see me. Ah, okay, so how was your Shay. week? Yep, I'm here, and then I'm no longer here again. Uh, week was good, you know, usual thing, working at my job, doing my thing, and uh, but the weekend was I went to Dollywood again. Nice. And, uh, yep. Um, and it was exciting because there's the summer stuff going on right now, so they have you know some new food here and there and some new entertainment, but the, uh, the, the big allure for going is that they have a nighttime spectacular right now that they're doing, I think, three days a week. I think Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think it's just called Summer Nights. But um, it's, it's, you know, some music and some fireworks and a drone show. And I have, I have yet to see one of these Intel uh, drone shows. So that was really cool. And it's definitely, you know... It's really nice because the only like complaints that I have about it are just like, I want more. I want to see what you can really do with this system. Keep working on it. Make it better. You know, it's just like, but it's, it's, it's really spectacular because it's just, I, I don't know about you, but I, when people were describing it to me, I was like, eh, I guess it'd be kind of cool, but it's actually really impressive to see this massive butterfly form up above you in multicolors and the way that they cause the things to flicker. So it was kind of like stars falling and turning into fireflies. And it was, 
it was Whoa. really cool yeah you know it was that sounds super cool it was pretty nifty um so that was definitely worth the uh the drive over and and uh of course riding some roller coasters and and seeing a bunch of music and enjoying some jesus jams so i i always imagine like a drone show to be like advanced technology marching band do you know what i mean yeah actually so so abby was with me and as she was watching it she described it just like that she's like i'm watching marching band exactly what's happening is all these things are going to the a very particular spot in a formation and they're holding up you know a different flag or whatever i mean they're they're lights but that was the idea yeah no so that's that's 100 correct oh that's so cool yeah yeah i was always um because i did marching band for four years but i was in the front ensemble and i didn't move i always used to be like like people would be like wow you can play so well i'm like yeah but you can move like <laughs> i could never do that i could never march in time i could never i don't know I, I just always was so impressed with anybody who could march so uh if you're listening and you do marching band good for you <laughs> you're better than me um my week was awesome speaking of nighttime spectaculars uh canopy had their nighttime spectacular uh this last friday started our uh, friday night fireworks Mm. um and fireworks are literally my favorite part of my job um it's just it is the most stressful 30 minutes of my life in which i have to set up a sound system and then make sure i hit go at the correct time and uh it's very stressful but very fun and i get to watch fireworks from <laughs> i'm the literal closest person to the fireworks that's and awesome. it's really really cool um so i was super super excited and i got to my technician this summer he was 16 two summers ago when we did fireworks so he couldn't like legally do the show because he was there too late or he wouldn't be able to stay that late um, so I got to actually like train him on it and like hang out with him at the tracks and it was, it was awesome. Um, so yay <laughs> fireworks. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So is anyone, is anyone drinking this, this week? I'm not. Yeah. So, uh, we're at my house. We're trying uh Vizzy hard seltzer and they oh. got a couple mm-hmm. interesting, uh, flavor combinations. So I've been working on those. I got a mango pineapple one earlier. Pretty darn mm-hmm. good. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I got. Huh. That's Great. awesome. Are you drinking? I um I'm drinking a beer from Left Hand Brewing Company called Get Tiki with it. <laughs> um I was I went to like my local craft craft beer store looking for like a fruity wheat ale. And this one is called like it says a pina culata like a lot of wheat ale shut up (laughs) shut up ben uh the wheat it's a wheat ale brewed with coconut and pineapple and it's a nitro beer and i've never had a nitro beer and i'm 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 enjoying it except it made a very scary noise when we started recording i do enjoy a good nitro beer yeah and it's 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 good not sponsored but not sponsored (laughs) try it um try it if you can Um, we're not sponsored not sponsored so let's jump right into the news and talk about what Shay calls Knott's Very High Farm. Um, eh. This yesterday, some man somehow got climbed up the utility ladder of their free fall ride. Do you know what it's called, anyone? I have no clue. Uh, scream 
tower. I, I, I mean, Scream is what Six Flags calls theirs, so it may not be that. But anyway, uh, uh, either... Supreme Scream Tower. Got it. Okay, so a man climbed all the way up there, and no one noticed, and he got all the way up. And we're here to tell you, don't do that. <laughs> yes. Just don't. I would definitely recommend not. Just, just don't. Doing that. Yeah, very bad. Don't do that. That's it. That's all I'm here to say. That's good. I don't, I don't have any other comments. Yeah, no. He he got yeah, down. He was here, fine. Don't do it. I mean. Oh yeah, he was safe. Yeah. He, he looked I like mean, he, he was under the influence. I'm going to be honest with you. Probably. I mean, which yeah. is then a miracle that he is still with us. But not surprising, he did it. Mm. Uh, so don't do that, kids. Yeah, so don't very, do it. Very bad. Uh, so Kings Island, which is one of my local-ish parks, uh, that I've been to a few times, has just opened their new campground resort. They got some cabins and some places to put your rvs and it's yeah it's fun Uh, i looked at the website today it looks pretty nice i tried to reserve a cabin in a few weeks just out of curiosity they were not available so i can't uh, can't speak on that but you know it's a campground resort at a little local place and that's the end of that news story i would like to go to a campground resort at some point like like people talk about how a lot of my friends when i was on, on the college program they would get like a group of nine of them and rent one of the wilderness lodge cabins because if you get a group of nine friends it's fairly it's not too big of a cost mm-hmm. so they would get like a one night to do like a cabin stay and i oh, I've always kind of thought about that of how, how fun that would be to just stay in a little cabin mm-hmm. cabins are awesome cabins are cool uh so la county put a mask mandate back in oh yep. interesting yeah, because the Delta variant is going going rampant over there. Um, and it seems like the Delta variant has made its way throughout most of the country other than up in New England. It's one of the only places left that's not like rampantly running through. Hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if that is just a direct uh, direct result of, of vaccinations and people being vaccinated. I mean, might be. I've I've been to three states since this whole thing started. I mean, four if you count New Hampshire and Maine. Uh, and far and away, New Hampshire was the best behaved and best masked place that I spent any time. Really? Yep. Yep. Which other states, other than obviously Tennessee, Tennessee and and Florida? Oh, Florida. Yeah. With those four, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah but, um, that makes sense <laughs> but i as 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 a, as a as a border kid on the border of massachusetts and new hampshire massachusetts got a new hampshire real beat with mass compliance and covid compliance and everything but anyway yeah so they they they've put a, ba- a mask mandate back in at la county just to try to like quell a little bit of the the spread and Shay, you wrote Orange County mask pretty, please. (laughs) Yeah, so at Orange County, not Orange County, California, Orange County, Florida, uh, Mm -hmm. the Orange County commissioner has asked people in Orange County to very pretty, please put your masks on if you're inside because there's a pandemic that's kind of making its way up. Unfortunately, unlike California, uh, the Floridian governor passed a law that said no one can pass any more laws regarding making people wear masks or anything like that. And so the Orange County, Florida 
is not allowed to put in a mask mandate. They are allowed to just ask very nicely that people put their masks back on. So here hmm. we are. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on to different news. Uh, What's up, Jay? So you brought this news to our attention this week. Yes, I did, and and uh, I wasn't sure how much of it had made the real news, but now that I'm seeing around, I see that the things that I heard through my back channels um, uh, have has been uh, spread around. So yeah, WDI, uh, as we know it, the grand majority of Imagineers are moving to California from, or are moving to Orlando from California. Um, this has been received, uh, I would say overall poorly by a lot of people. Um, I've been seeing a little bit of that too. Yeah, uh, which which I think is is understandable because people have always associated Disney and Imagineering with Glendale. I mean, it's it's been really. I think they moved to Glendale in like the early '60s, and they've kind of been there ever since. Um, and so there's a lot of history there. A lot of people are upset about uh, what we might lose by moving. And I, I am on the pro side because there's just a lot more stuff that needs to be paid attention to in Orlando. And also, you just you cannot buy a house within like mm -hmm. an hour um, of Glendale. Oh, it's just not possible. Yeah. But in Orlando, the house cost of living, I mean, it's, it's getting up there, but it's, it's not too bad. So anybody definitely still pretty affordable yeah anybody who wants to be an imagineer can be um and and, and they can it's easier to, to make a leap yeah yeah exactly and the the negatives i've seen on on the the circuits that i'm in are are about those who currently exist in in wdi and have who have made families and built livelihoods in California who would need to move is what I what the ne that's the negatives I've seen is it, it impacts people on a personal level mm -hmm. um, and and the negatives I've seen is you have already given people such a hard year and now you're making them move that sucks <laughs> yeah yeah I get so that. so that's that's the negatives I've seen it's not been like negative for company overall it's been negative per for individual and and I completely understand that um and I, I'm sure that certain people may be able to stay. I'm sure there will still be sort of an office there. Yeah, um, they, I'm sure like not the whole thing will move, but I think that operationally it makes sense for them to move to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're uh, <clears throat> they're definitely um, they're going to leave people behind, like the the other Imagineers that that service Disneyland, um, for instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's just kind of um, moving them all over, which uh, frankly, I'm surprised it took them that long. Honestly, yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's just so much more happening over here on the East Coast. <laughs> um, but moving on <laughs> to the Biden bot. Yeah. So uh, just today, they released a picture of uh, the current president of the United States standing in his new place uh, in the Hall of Presidents. And they confirmed that it will be opening uh, next month in August. Didn't say when. That's but... so quick. Yeah. And maybe that's normal. And the last one just took a really long time. It did. I can tell you uh, up until Trump, um, they always opened it on July 4th, on or around July 4th. 
Wow. So okay. Yeah. So uh, this this. So this is actually late. Late. I assume they're blaming uh, the pandemic. Yep. It makes so, sense. Uh, he looks good. I like him. Yeah. He looks. He looks good. Yeah. He looks like a robot version of Joe Biden. He does. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like. <laughs> like. Sure does, pal. <laughs> I think. I think the Obama one is the one that looks like the most realistic. The Bush one also looked pretty pretty good i think the trump one was a little off and i think this one's a little off but i'm gonna br- blame age for that mm. not gonna lie of like i feel like it's just literally harder to make older like older looking robots you know what i mean yeah yeah there's more skin mm-hmm. more wrinkles <laughs> gotta, Too many wrinkles. Gotta have more movements um but let's shift into some uh spooky time and talk about some haunts and some places doing halloween stuff so uh sea world orlando yeah announced their first haunt and it's called dead vines what do we know about this uh it looks kind of swampy and there's there's a woman who's walking through the swamp and they had scary music it was it was a very very short very uh non-committal uh trailer about a woman walking through water and cool. it, it had a little jump scare at the end. So hooray. Was she the creepy one or was there a creepy following? She her? was the creepy one. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Because I did not see this video. Yes. Now I want to see this video, oh, but yeah. I also don't want to be jump scared because I hate being jump scared. <laughs> it's a it's a love love hate relationship. I do not enjoy things. the jump scare. Mm-mm. Um in other news. Six Flags is offering a thousand dollar bonus to keep people through Halloween. Is this all Six Flags, or is this very specific ones? Uh, that's a good question. Hold on. This is how we're so well. Uh, this is um all all of Six Flags. Mm. Um, um, so like it's a thousand dollar bonus. How much do they? I mean, like we talked about how. We thought Six Flags base pay was fifteen dollars an hour, but then I like looked more into it, and not everywhere was fifteen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's. Um. Yeah. No. So they are. Uh. They are giving five hundred to a thousand dollars to um folks to tempt them to stick around, and a ten percent increase in pay from now through September, and fifteen percent for hours worked in October. Yeah. They really wow. Nice. That's good. Wow, I, like I wanna. Yeah, I I love Halloween. I just working through Halloween is an incentive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to be be around here for for the fall. With I've I've never actually been a part of Canopy Scream Fest in the entertainment department. Mm. In the and I've worked in the entertainment department for five years, and I've never done Scream Fest, which is kind of wild. Um, so I'm very excited to be involved this season. Um. And then more haunted news. Universal Orlando announced more haunts, one of which was predictable. It's the Bride of Frankenstein Lives, which was, I believe, one of part of their Halloween Horror Nights light mm-hmm. last year. Um, and a, which... a, a special note, uh, the trailer for that, the person playing Frankenstein, or the doctor, Dr. Frankenstein, the person playing the doctor was a black woman. That was totally cool. I didn't notice that. Yes. I didn't see the actual trailer. Yep. Very cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, that was a kind of predictable haunt. We kind of knew that was going to coming. And a lot of people are predicting that uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy will also be back um, because why would you rebuild a new haunt? It was a great haunt, <laughs> I heard. Um, like whenever people talked about the three of them, they were like, Beetlejuice was fun. Bride of Frankenstein was fine. <laughs> Revenge of the Tooth Fairy was really cool. And from the like walkthroughs I saw, it was really cool. But they've also announced that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is coming as a haunt this year, which is mm. awesome. Yeah, that's great. Because it's such a such an iconic thing. And so many people are just freaked out by the sound of chainsaws. So it'll it'll be cool. I wonder where they're gonna put it because normally the chainsaw part of the park is right by Simpsons. So I'm wondering if they'll put it back there or will they even have a chainsaw scare zone this year hmm. if they're doing the whole haunt? I don't know. That's very oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because usually they do a clown scare zone as well as a chainsaw scare zone. However, the year they did the indoor haunt of... Um, killer clowns there was no clowns outside mm. so i'm intrigued i can't wait <laughs> oh my gosh cannot wait to go to halloween horror nights this year i need to book my tickets really is what needs to happen i keep waiting for them to announce you know <clears throat> like a season pass thing i'm wondering frequent fear yeah what if they're not going to do it this year that you know people are getting real grumpy about it mm -hmm. because it has not been announced which fair enough because I mean, like, yeah, they're probably not going to have a hard time filling the park this year. They're probably just waiting right. to see how all the ticket sales go before they announce it. Right. But how many people are waiting for the frequent fear pass? I am. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights has a very specific crowd. Yeah, that's that's Universal's busiest time of the year. Like not even not even trying to hide that. That is their <laughs> busiest time of the year is the haunt, the haunted time. Um. Because they have, they in, in years past, they've done the frequent fear pass as well as like the unlimited express pass with the frequent fear, mm -hmm. which is, they must make a boatload of money off of that. I don't know. I've only managed, the, the lines get so long there. I've only managed to hit like one haunt a night when I go, which sucks, but I'm going to try to get there early this year and, and do it all. <laughs> I also want to do one of the behind the, the behind the haunt. Yeah, I've heard really year. good things about those. Um, and because like I've heard that like when they did the Stranger Things one, uh, there were like details in it that you literally couldn't see in the dark. Like you, like it was just that detailed of these haunts, which is is insane. You know. Yeah. Um. So, moving on from there, the Jungle Cruise is <laughs> reopened ish. Yes. Says Shane. So uh, on both coasts, yes, on both coasts, both uh, Jungle Cruises have reopened. Now Jungle Cruise in Orlando never actually closed. They have just been slowly um, transforming it into its new version. Uh, and the, the, this is the grand opening for Jungle Cruise in uh, Disneyland, at least since COVID, because it did not reopen with the park. Um, and I say, so that's why I mean by reopened-ish, because Orlando never really closed. And I think, I don't know. It just seems like there's sort of things kind of ongoing. So I wouldn't be surprised if especially the Orlando version continues to evolve over the next couple of months. 
because um, it does appear as though things are sort of like, like I think just today they, they noticed that um, there were some totem poles that have been removed. So I think that's probably pretty likely. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the good news is at least that both Trader Sam's are open again, like Trader Sam's Grog Grotto today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, total total <laughs> surprise. Trader Sam's in Orlando reopened with no announcement today, which is great. So there it was, and everybody's happy. Uh, the suspicious thing was that Trader Sam's in Orlando reopened with no announcement, and yet there was a lot of vloggers there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think, you know, sus. it was... It, there was no announcement made before today, but I believe they had like a poster out because today was the official reopening of the hotel. They just hadn't told anyone that they were reopening the bar. And then there was a, mm, there was a poster so, out in the morning. So I think, I think word got around by the time the, the bar opened. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Well, PA Trader Sam's, mm -hmm. maybe I'll go. I would like in, in, in the fa famous words of Ben, can't wait to ride it someday. Can't wait to ride it someday. <laughs> Which is not exclusive to this episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, And finally on the news, we have a new scene from Mickey's Magic, which I think we talked about last week. Something like that, last yeah. Last week's episode, I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, and it is a Coco scene mm -hmm. and some, it somehow it's made it, it's, it's way to the internet already. I have watched it. It is fabulous. It's wonderful. It's lovely. I'm so excited to see more Coco in the parks because I've been complaining about the lack of Coco for a while. And I think it's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm so glad to see it. Mm -hmm. Cat. Is there a cat among us? <laughs> There's a Miko. Hello, Miko. Yep, Ben can't hear you, but Ben, we're just we're just Hi, talking Nico. about the cat. Sorry, cat wanted attention. He had to give it to her. Yep. With that, that is the news. That is the news. That is the news. Um, so we will be right back to talk about our new top, the topic of this week, which is sponsored by Allstate. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Not our podcast, of course. <laughs> um that's a good good differentiator ben <laughs> this episode is sponsored, this episode by, is sponsored Allstate. by Allstate. no it's not <laughs> what if it was though that'd be so fun then we would actually have some money coming in <laughs> hey everyone i just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with scribble script studio scribble script is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs the artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram. Make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you. And if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her Etsy shop at Scribble Script Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q Q U. E-U-E, -E, spelled just like the podcast, for 15% off your order at Scribble Script Studios. And we're back. We're back. They're back. What a wonderful ad, everybody. It really is just such an exquisite ad. It's like... What's it like, Ben? Oh tell boy. us. It's like one of the classic movies, you know, like Casablanca. It just gets better every time. There, yeah, it's like every time you watch you it, watch it, but we're not exactly watching the ad, we're listening to it, right? Every but time it, you consume it, it gets better. 
You did it, Ben. You I made it, it longer. Congratulations. <laughs> <I did> it. <laughs> you know what goes even better with old movies? Things that also get better with age, which is wine and cheese. True, but I always <laughs> say wine. I always say cheese. So I figured it was just like time to switch it up a little bit. Unlike well, that I'm... ad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love it. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about... <sighs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, sponsored by Allstate. Sponsored by Allstate? What? What do you mean sponsored by Allstate? So uh, in my extensive research today, I was looking on the lovely, lovely Wikipedia page, and it was like, sponsored. And it literally was like Allstate. And I was like, what a perfect, perfect sponsorship, Disneyland. (laughs) You did so well. It's like almost as good as Living with the Land sponsored by Chiquita or presented by Chiquita. Yep. So I guess it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride presented by Allstate. And when you think about it, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is about a man who has a disease. And that disease is about driving. He has motor mania. And you know what? Stay safe on the roads, kids. Allstate. Are you in good hands? <laughs> Are you in good hands? Not in, when you're in this ride. Nope. Um, so today's episode, uh, our research comes from ultimaterollercoaster.com, Mice Chat, Yesterworld, and of course wikipedia take it away shay the adventures of ichabod and mr toad was one of the best of disney's post-war compilations released in 1949 it combined two classic stories the legend of sleepy hollow and the wind in the willows j thaddeus toad is a disturbing factor a reckless adventurer having a positive mania for fads while never counting for the cost who of course suffered from motor mania making him a perfect fit for a dark ride at disneyland this ride did not detail the plot of the film by the way a great film really mm-hmm. um but brings you on a journey of what effects that mr toad's motor mania have on him now originally mr toad's wild ride was envisioned as a roller coaster cars would be on a downward course with objects in their way as they zoomed through only for the objects to be moved at the last second. Bruce Busman reported that Walt decided against it because he wanted all members of the family to be able to ride. Bill Martin began work on the storyboard and said he remembered that the process for building the ride was similar to making the cartoon. The ride was developed from the original 4x8 storyboards and concept sketches from the film. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was designed to last 1 minute and 30 seconds with a rider capacity of about 700 riders per hour. There were 12 total Toad cars with nine on the track at a time. These cars would enter Toad Hall every 11 seconds. I don't mean to laugh. There was just a lot of alliteration in that line. (laughs) Sometimes it's necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 700 riders per hour for an original dark ride at Disneyland. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, especially. That's a pretty decent amount. And because they only fit two people per like car launch. You know, unlike Snow White, which is doing four, sometimes six, I think, depending on the park, whereas Mr. Toad is like, here's two. Yep. And it's I also mean, trying to send out a car every 11 seconds. That is... That's also insane. That is rough. <laughs> like, and, like, my question is, is, like, is that 11 seconds from when, like, the, the family sits their butt down on the thing and goes, or, like, like... Is that the unload time and load time of 11 seconds? <laughs> That's crazy. That's a very quick, quick turnover time. But anyway, this ride was designed by Bill Martin, Ken Anderson, Claude Coates, and Robert A. Maddie, and developed by Arrow. The mm. original version of 
What? That was my arrow sound effect. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what arrow's jingle was. Arrow, arrow. <laughs> we build roller coasters. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you should pitch that. Uh, th- they're oh, dead yeah. now. Arrow's no longer alive. We can resurrect them. Yeah, just so that uh, we can do that jingle. Just so we can do the jingle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, the original version of this attraction opened with the rest of Disneyland on July 17th, 1955. Arrow <laughs> also helped develop. There's that trademark chaos. Every time. <laughs> I don't even, do you say it anymore? I don't think so. So just don't say it anymore. Arrow. <laughs> Also helped develop the Mad Tea Party, Snow White, King Arthur's Carousel, Dumbo, and Casey Jr. Circus Train. Except for the carousel, all of these rides were prototypes and one of a kind. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was originally made up almost entirely of painted flats in its interior sets. This stands out from other opening day attractions like Snow White and Her Adventures and Peter Pan's Flight, which utilized three-dimensional figures and sculpture in the majority of its scenes. Most scenes of Mr. Toad were two-dimensional. And with the life of the attraction, more and more 3D gags were added to the original, though it still remains predominantly flat. As with the rest of the theming of opening day Fantasyland, the exterior of Mr. Toad's wild ride resembled a, resembled a colorful medieval tournament tent, much like one that you would see at a Renaissance fair. The queue was located just outside this tent. Guests would load a large platform that was adjacent to a mural that depicted both the cast of the film on which the ride was based on and scenes you would encounter during your ride. You would board a replica 1900s-era one-seat roadster and immediately crash through the front doors of Toe Hall on the far left of the mural. Once in the mansion, guests approach a large stained glass window before the car suddenly U-turned and headed towards the open living room parlor, which, of course, was just a mural with great force perspective. Right then, two toad-shaped suits of armor swung down their their halberds? halberds? Halberds. As you drew closer, causing your car to swerve out of the way. You then rolled under a pointed Tudor arch into a small subroom where a third suit of armor brought down its mace. The car veered left and crashed through the paneled wall and you found yourself in total darkness. Swerving through the night, guests encounter a large mirror which reflects their headlights to make the illusion of an oncoming automobile. Guests swing out of the way before passing under an archway toward a mural depicting the rustic cottage of Ratty. Around the bend, another bend, there is a 3D roadway leading up into a mural of a twisted intersection with different made-up names like Worcestershire and Not-So-Sure. Uh, <laughs> then we swerved back into a narrow village street with road signs of warning telling us to turn back, do not enter, and one way. Despite these very clear warnings, we proceed anyway, eventually reaching the headlights of another vehicle in which we swerve to avoid. A police officer with a club blew his whistle, a loud siren blared, and the car performs a U-turn down a dilapidated wooden pier. Guests would go over a series of bumps as if they were going over an uneven road. The mural, a mural of London, appears across the harbor, and just before guests could approach the end of the pier, they swing back around and ran through the doors of a dockside warehouse, which had crates and kegs stocked with dynamite, blasting powder, and other dangerous contents. At the end of the corridor, there was an exit with a sign, and it said, This way out. 
next to a large stack of 3D kegs. As guests approach the exit, the kegs fall and the car swerves right through a brick wall. And now, of course, naturally, you're in the English countryside, swerving through fallen trees and darting towards police officers. What are the police officers doing in the countryside? I don't know. We'll find out later. After swinging past a signal box and, ring and a ringing crossbook, you rode on the side of a cliff before passing a sleepy railroad engineer and breaking through the crossing gate. Guests entered the Archstone Ra Railroad Tunnel number 13 and run over some railroad ties and hear an oncoming train. You then collide directly into it with a loud crash. Now you are in darkness, which gave way to a menacing, demonic face with a gaping mouth. The jaws of hell. As guests pass under the sharp teeth, the word welcome written in flames, greeted you to the underworld. You now found yourself swerving in between stalagmites topped with many horned devils. Then you would ride toward the final set of doors and find yourself back in the queue area. In 19... So, uh, yeah. you freaking die. Yep, and you literally die. Not only do you go to die, is... yeah, yeah, you, you go to hell. <laughs> be, be warned of motor mania, everyone. You'll it's go to hell, yeah. Uh, in 1961, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride received some new gags, scene details, and technical improvements. This update added some character flats like Moly, McBadger, a butler in Toad Hall, and Ratty. New crash doors were added, and a fully sculpted devil replaced the flats in hell. Wow. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, the original incarnation of Mr. Toad. I was, you know, as I was doing this research and writing the script today, I was thinking about how long it was taking me to read all this information and i thought about the fact that this fit in 90 seconds <laughs> wow like all of this happened in a minute and a half we just we just went to hell <laughs> and back <laughs> we did it so in 1983 there was an update to the Disneyland version of this ride, which brought a recreation of Toad Hall into the mix. So gone was the, the circus tent or the Ren Fair tent. And now we had a full recreation of Toad Hall. And it's a beautiful building. It really is. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite pieces of Fantasyland in Disneyland. Uh, I, I sat, I remember sitting in that line and I sat for probably, I think it was like a 45-ish minute wait. And I remember just being astounded by the detailing in it um but once you're there a large mural shows the adventures of mr toad and his motor car foreshadowing the various scenes in the ride guests hop aboard a miniature motor car named after one of the characters in the film so there's a car named car named after mr toad ratty moly mac badger Cyr 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 cyril cyril cyril, cyril. 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 winky and weasel Passengers begin their journey by crashing into a library, where Mac Badger is seen atop a ladder with a stack of books. Then you crash through the fireplace, where fiber optic effects simulate scattering embers on the floor. Narrowly avoiding a falling suit of armor, uh, you then break through a set of doors and find the interior hallway of Toad Hall in disarray as weasels swings from chandeliers or as weasels swing from chandeliers. My apologies, what is grammar? Uh, guests then enter the dining room where Molly is eating. Upon leaving Toad Hall, guests travel through the countryside, passing Ratty's house, aggravating policemen, and terrifying a farmer and his sheep. No, not my sheep. Turning right, guests head for the docks. That's like almost exactly what he says. Tur guests head to the docks. 
and where they almost plunge into the river but make a sharp turn into the dock house before they fall into the water. The dock house has barrels and crates full of explosive guests crash through a brick wall as the warehouse contents explode into a burst of light. Then they head out into the streets of London, narrowly avoiding a collision with a delivery truck, and we enter Winky's pub, where we see Mr. Winky spinning two mugs of beer. And he looks an awful lot like Tapper from... Yeah, he does. He really does. I thought they were the same. Yeah. Winky and Tapper mm-hmm. from uh, Tapper from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. They mm. look very similar. Well, Wreck-It Ralph um, and, and from ancient I mean, arcade the games. Game yeah. Also. Yeah. But like... But more recently, yes, from Rick Ralph. You would know him from Rick Ralph. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. next, passengers enter the town square where the cars wreak further havoc on the citizens. Poor citizens. <laughs> a, working fountain, a working fountain featuring Toad and, and Cyril Proudbottom stand in the center of town. Next is the juryless courtroom where riders are proclaimed guilty by a judge. And you enter a dark prison cell and then abruptly find yourself on those train tracks again. You bounce along on the tracks before actually colliding with the train once again great (laughs) guess what ben guess what happens next finally passengers arrive at the final scene of the ride which is a tongue-in-cheek version of hell featuring small devils who bounce up and down and a demon who resembles the judge from the previous scene Hmm. near the end a towering green dragon emerges and attempts to burn the riders to a crisp the dragon fails and the motor car speeds away riders eventually escape into the ride loading area where they disembark I don't know that, dead, that. I guess you come back. Yeah, but what happens is that like the the dragon comes out, and it's like, Roar! and then it sputters and coughs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's worth noting that in the film, uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Toad never goes to hell. Uh, he just escapes from jail by pretending to be another person. So uh, it's not real clear why they put the scene into the ride uh, at all. Yeah, they just really want you to experience hell, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just like, I can't believe that like Disney was like, yeah, yeah, no, we're gonna make this family park, best park ever for families. We're going to hell. Like this was an opening day attraction, everybody. (laughs) So that was the second iteration of the Disneyland version, and that is more or less the version that stands today in Disneyland. It's still there. It's still there. You could ride it. Have fun. Um, and now let's talk about the sadly defunct and very much missed <sighs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in the Magic Kingdom. So uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was one of Magic Kingdom's opening day attractions on October 1st, 1971. Although it was modeled after the original Disneyland version, it was a unique ride comparatively because the Florida incarnation actually had two separate tracks that followed different paths depending on which you boarded, you got a different ride. Pretty amazing. On the Mm -hmm. right track, uh, guests would first pass through the library, then break out of Toad Hall and pass through the barnyard, coming face to face with various barn animals. After passing through a small tunnel with several warning signs for a one-way street, guests turned into Central Plaza. Traveling around the turn, vehicles passed a policeman, signaling riders to stop with his whistle. Guests make a turn into the courtroom and saw the judge. Then the ride vehicles find its way into jail, past several weasel convicts and weasel-filled jail cells. <sighs> Those damn weasels. I know. After winding through the cells, guests would emerge into Shireland, passing by a shootout of some weasels. They are and police. Several police barriers. Uh, that's what we need more of in Disney. More yeah, weasels. More weasels. Uh, several police barriers moved aside, revealing a weasel, a railroad crossing, complete <laughs> with ringing bell. The gate moved aside, and the vehicle turned under the tracks and collided with a locomotive. The door opens, revealing hell, 
to escape hell, you go back to the boarding area. Mind you, if you ask any uh, cast member about like the hell part, it's the inferno. Oh, it's not of hell. course, of course. The inferno. So alternatively to the right track, the left track passed through Toad's trophy room, a kitchen and a traveler's camp. After going through one, a one-way street and rounding the plaza, instead of entering the courtroom, guests continued on and entered Winky's tavern. Mr. Winky, the bartender, would hold the beers in his hands and then he would, when he would duck down under the counter, the beers remained in the air spinning. Cool trick. <laughs> The vehicles turned turned right and guests would see the weasels, damn weasels, hiding out in the tavern among the air bear, ale barrels. Air bear. Guess what? Air bear. The natural enemy air of bears. a weasel is an air bear. It's a, it's air a bear, bear that, yeah, it, it's a flying bear. It's a flying bear. It's an air bear. It just, it just makes sense. Right? <laughs> it just works. Yeah. Uh, guests then emerged on the countryside passing Ratty's house. The vehicles then reached the railroad crossing and the vehicles made a turn onto the tracks naturally and the train collides with them, sending them, you know, once again to hell. <sighs> After hell, guests returned to the boarding area. Uh, sadly, Mr. Toad's wild ride was set to end on September 8th, 1998. The rumors... Uh, that were circulating at the time were that the Florida attraction would be replaced by a Winnie the Pooh attraction, which they were correct. Many fans uh, petitioned to save Mr. Toad, even going so far uh, to picket outside the resort's entrance to stop them from tearing it down. Uh, but it didn't. So, it's September 8th, 1998 was the last day to take the wild ride in the Magic Kingdom. But fear not! The deed to Mr. Toad's estate was safely given to wise old owl in the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh attraction. An homage to Mr. Toad still sits in the pet cemetery of Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion. And you can also still ride the 1983 iteration of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland in Anaheim. And boy, is it a trip. <laughs> and that, our dear listeners, is the story and very basic history <laughs> of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. We were like, let's do Mr. Toad's. And then there was not many interesting things about it. It was just a ride that was developed and has a story. <laughs> but we did learn that you go to hell. And, and that they are gone. sponsored by Allstate. And for yes. some reason, there's many weasels. There's so many so weasels. Many weasels. <laughs> so thanks everybody for tuning into this week's episode. <laughs> this very relaxed episode of Q to Q, I suppose. And uh, if you like our little pod, make sure you uh, rate, review, and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, or just subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or other mediums. Um, if you like our content, jump on over to our Patreon, and just for as little as one dollar a month, you can subscribe to some of our outtakes and bonus content, or you can also run on over to our YouTube channel and look at some of our, our previous trips to some parks. We have a pretty good time and follow us on our social medias at Q2Q on Facebook at Q underscore two underscore Q on Instagram and at Q the number two Q on Twitter. And I think that's all we got that's today. almost it. Well, I don't know why we don't include this every time, but if you want to support us even further than that, you should check in out our Teespring shop where you can purchase some of our that's newer... True designed merchandise yeah we have our new um not so new design but new to the teespring shop of our drink help me hearties yo ho merchandise has launched officially so you can go get you a, a wonderful design uh thanks to scribble script studio we love emma she's yeah. great and you can still pick up our june uh design which is the videopolis let the kids be gay shirt and we will still be donating proceeds from that to the trevor project that's right, buddy. Um, and I think that's that's it. Did that's, we forget anything? That's gonna do it. Shay, anything? Nope. 
<laughs> Damn weasels. Damn weasels. <laughs> uh, with that, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you uh, next time. Bye. Bye. Ba, da, da, da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, those damn weasels. <laughs> <laughs>